0: Notice where your attention is right now. And notice the quality of awareness itself. I can ask this question: Is there awareness?" Always able to say yes in answer to that question. And I'd like to offer a few reflections this morning on bringing this quality of awareness, this ability to bring mindful attention to our experience. To the teaching that uh, is in the Satipatthana Sutta on mindfulness of mind, citta nupasana. This is the third foundation or establishment of mindfulness. And the reflections there, I have found extremely useful at times perhaps especially so if we ever find that we're in a situation where we're in some kind of struggle, in contention with, or struggling with, our own mind and heart and what's happening. In this teaching, the Buddha instructs us to pay attention to what you call the, the kind of mood or quality of the mind itself. And it begins with simply noticing whether or not the mind is affected by certain en- energies. starts noticing if desire, craving, lust, if the mind is affected by that. And also noticing if the mind is not affected or when the mind is not affected by that energy. Noticing its presence or its absence. One notices if the mind is affected by aversion, hatred, resistance. And one notices the mind that is not affected by that kind of energy, that's free of that. One understands a mind that is affected by delusion or confusion. And one understands, one knows, a mind that is not affected by confusion not affected by delusion. Very simple. Knowing the presence or absence of these qualities that may or may not be there may affect the mind at times. It's it's very useful because it doesn't say then to start struggling with it if it's not the way you want it to be. That's not part of this instruction, this simple knowing. One knows a mind that is contracted. One knows a mind that is distracted. Sometimes these are used synonymously, held to be synonymous with a kind of dull, sluggish mind affected by uh, qualities of sloth and, and torpor or stubbornness or a mind where there's restlessness, agitation, perhaps worry. We know if these are present, if they're not. One knows an exalted mind, And one knows a mind that is not exalted. One understands this is a mind that is concentrated, collected, stable. And one knows this is the mind that is not concentrated, that is scattered, diffuse. One understand, ah, this is liberated mind. This is the mind that is liberated. And one knows this is mind that is not liberated. (coughs) Pointing to this possibility, one might be aware that there is freedom in the mind in this moment. Some sense of the mind being free. And one knows this is the mind that is not liberated. It's not free in this moment. It's caught. It's bound by something. And i found for myself, times when I'm struggling, it's not the way I want it. The mind is not collected. It's not concentrated. I want it to be that way. It's distracted or it's caught in some way. If I can bring this reflection in this teaching to mind, remembering, all I need to do is know it's like this. Right now it's like this. It's affected by this energy. It has this quality. In this moment, it's like this. It can immediately reduce or even remove the sense of struggling with the way it is. Because that's never the instruction here or anywhere else. that instructions on how to practice are given, it never says, now get into struggle. Now fight against the way it is. Turn it into a problem and fix it. It doesn't say to do that. We're not instructed, it's not suggested in any way that, we, that that's a useful approach. So then it's useful if we notice that there is this quality of struggle. This is the mind affected by struggling. Perhaps asking the question, do I need to struggle with this? Do I need to fight with this? We may, of course, at times need to bring all the, this sort of sincerity, integrity, intention that we can to be with something that's difficult. But struggling is different than that. It may take all we have to meet the moment as it is at times. That's possible. But that doesn't mean we have to start struggling or fighting with the way it is. Buddha also ends this and, and other sections, all the other sections in this teaching with an explanation. He tells us what to pay attention to and then, and then how to pay attention. And I wanna highlight just one part of that, how to refrain in relation to this teaching on mindfulness of the quality of the mind or the mind, the heart, towards the end of that refrain, there are the words, one brings mindfulness, establishes mindfulness, that there is mind to the extent necessary for continuous mindfulness and clear knowing, words to that effect. The simple, in the same way we can know there is body We're instructed to know there is mind. So this can relate very directly to this idea of bringing awareness to the quality of awareness itself, asking the question, is there awareness? Able to answer yes. And in that same moment, there must be mind There is mind. The simple knowing of that, so simple. There is body, body sitting. There are feelings, there is mind. At times it may be useful to keep things that simple. always useful to be as simple as possible. There is mind. There is awareness. In this moment, it's like this. And so with this teaching, we can remove the energy that makes things into a problem or something to struggle with. We can unhook from that relationship to the way it is. Simply knowing this is the way it is now. Mind is collected, mind is scattered Mind is great, mind is narrow, and so forth. Or the simplicity of knowing there is a mind I want to mention just a couple other things in relation to uh, what I was pointing at this morning in these instructions on bringing mindfulness to the quality of the mind. There may be at times something skillful that we can do in terms of an application of of intention or, or effort. So it's not to say that there never would be. So for example, one might become aware this is a mind that is not concentrated. And it may be that one could then apply the, apply oneself more uh, in a skillful way to bringing the attention a little more uh, closer to an object to actually direct the the effort in that way. Oh well, let's see what happens if I uh, pay attention a little more carefully to the breath, for example. Keep it simple. That's possible. we notice that there's some other way that uh, the mind is affected and we're really caught by something, a negative uh, looping pattern. And we may discover, oh, it might be skillful now to actually take the attention somewhere else to some place uh, more neutral, in my experience, and, and come back to some balance that way. So it's not to say that there's never any skillful um, means or application of our intention in this. Often just noticing, oh, it is, this is how it is. It's like this now. The mind is affected in this way. Often that's enough to unhook from struggle and come to a place of more ease and balance. But sometimes there is something we can do. But part of this then uh, would be the possibility uh, to check and see, oh, this is the mind affected by dullness and to add, and how am I relating to that? Because we might find, oh, there's, it, it would help us see an aversion that we might not have noticed that was there. Oh. Dullness and aversion are present, or whatever we can see it's like that. Is there something I can do? There may or may not be, so just to say that that it that this um exploration does not necessarily uh, mean that there's not some skillful means to be applied in in different circumstances, and then always worth looking to see what is the motivation be- behind <laughs> trying something. If it's born of pure aversion, then you might want to look look at that, look at the aversion itself. So are there any questions uh, this morning? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.